Hello. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm Kristen Wombach and welcome. Welcome to Intentional Now podcast. I know it takes me a bit here to set up. I have the the visual camera here and then I have the recording studio stuff here and I have my notes directly in front of me and then I have the unfinished book here which I'm going to be sharing a portion with you um, today. So it's, sometimes it's a lot of bells and whistles to try to relax around, right? And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to relax so that you and I can connect. And then I have this big black thing, the microphone and the spit shield here. And there's just lots of things. And uh, But it's good. And I'm looking forward to being with you today. So, hello. Intentional Now is an engaging workshop. It's a discussion on change and purpose and redefining what we say yes to. Oh. There's so many things that we say yes to, and we need to question them, right? I'll introduce myself. Hello, I'm Kristen Wombeck, and I am a spiritual entrepreneur. <laughs> yep, I chase bold dreams. I do the work. I ask the questions so that life can get done. What do I mean by done? So the life that God put in my heart, the life that God put in your heart, that we get to live it. Let's do this, okay? Let's learn. Let's move. Let's, let's enjoy. Let's listen. Let's be taught of the Lord together today, okay? <laughs> I did. I added a, a new little twist to the podcast. We have Intentional Now Podcast View, so you can find me on YouTube if you just do better when you see somebody's face and you like to add that to your audio. So we have all the bells and whistles, right? <laughs> okay, so I have a couple of new welcomes, some welcome new listeners from Germany and South Africa. Well, hello and welcome. Isn't that fun? Oh, it is just so touching to think of... This podcast just touching the world and going around the world and people are communicating, connecting, asking questions. It's wonderful. It's phenomenal. So last week, last week it was such a pleasure. I had my special friend as a guest speaker, Dr. George Watkins, and he spoke last week angels among us. Now, wasn't that awesome? He just carries such a wealth of information. I mean, he's been in the ministry for six decades. If there's anybody that can tell us about the histories and the moves of God and what's going on in the spirit today, ah, it's so good. If you haven't listened to it, you just go back and you listen to it. It's the session before this one. It's number 39, Angels Among Us. Okay. So I wanted to continue to add to that. It's so important that we learn how to overcome any distractions of fear in regards to angels and beings of light. Oh, they were created with the total focus for our ability to overcome. Yep, 
So we can be fruitful, we can multiply, and we can subdue the earth, right? Subdue. We need to partner with them in the restoration of all things. All things. We're going to restore all things. And that word all means everything. Everything. In Acts 3.21, it says, Whom of heaven must receive until the period of the restoration of all things about which God spoke about by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. Also, we find it in Revelations 21.1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. From the first heaven and the first earth, they passed away and there was no longer any sea. So that is our job. Yes, all things restore everything, right? That is our assignment, restoration. Restoration first, myself, ourself, our families, our communities, the heavens and the earth. Whoo, big job. That's why we're here today, right? That's why we're talking about it. Okay. So two weeks ago, um, I invited you into a court case proceedings, the courts of heaven. And I've talked about this quite extensively. That's episode 38 called Shift Now empowered by chains. So I want to encourage those of you who also stepped in and partnered with my voice as the facilitator of your freedom. Heaven is alive and we are on this journey of restoration. Amen. So the unfinished book, here we are, the unfinished book, it's the story of my journey into heaven, right? how I learned to see in the spirit the trials I faced in believing what God was teaching me and showing me. And now, almost five years from its published date, I'm reliving the brilliance of those words with you in a live venue. I really didn't know that God was going to do that. But here we are today, right? And you know, God is doing something amazing here on this broadcast. People are hearing reports and testaments of our relationship with God on the other side of the veil. And to think the countries that are represented here, oh, it is so exciting. So thank you for listening. Thank you for partnering with me on Patreon. It helps so much your support as a this podcast. It brings in extra resources to your door when you partner. And you can find a link in the description. I continue to ask you for your gracious support. It really helps. You know, it helps me personally. Um, encouragement. And I just really thank you so much for your support. And so I encourage you to reach out and subscribe through Patreon. Okay? So also, I want to invite those of you who desire to walk in a closer relationship with me as a leader, a pastor, a coach. Yes. Um, I do have those bells and whistles out there, those things that, that support people. Because we want to work with people that are walking in our tribe. You know, we kind of think the same thoughts. 
we talk the same things. You know, God puts people in our path, in our life to help teach us and train us and mature us and encourage us and love on us. And so if I am one of those peoples, come on in. I invite you. I invite you. Yes. And I invite you to encounter a practical gospel. It's an understanding of the kingdom of heaven, and that is totally my cup of tea. So I invite you, Coaching for Life 2022, we cover all matters of life. Yeah. Entrepreneur, writers, publishing, graphics, meditations, relationships, family, ascended prayer. Yep. It's a full meal deal. It's a practical gospel, right? Signs, wonders, and miracles, they are active with us today. And we are very much leaning in, right? So the door is open. Our hearts are exposed before you, God. And we say yes, yes, and amen. So today, some of our takeaways from today's episode, we're going to talk about our journey in the unfinished book in chapter 13, A Crown for Casting. We're picking up on our journey in page 165 called David's Crown. Whew. Now, it is a deliverance from horrific nightmares. I'll be talking about the cloud of witnesses, Paul, Peter, P James, and David. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to share with you the entirety of this court case that I encountered that delivered me from horrific nightmares. Mm -hmm. Those nightmares compromised the peace of my marriage. Mm -hmm. With that, I give you a forewarning that my subject matter is fornication. I'm not talking graphic, but it is a sensitive subject matter nonetheless, and I wanted to give you a heads up. Okay? So once again... <laughs> Breathe in and breathe out. <laughs> I'm placing you as my listener in a place of trust. And the power of that trust opens a special door of grace. So if you need to walk through it, I'm inviting you in. I encourage you to listen. Then I encourage you to follow suit as the Lord would lead you. Remember, this is my testimony, and your testimony will be different. Just follow the Lord's prompting, and remember, a couple of things I always say, heaven is alive, this is alive, meaning that the spiritual realm is open and that the testimony that I share is alive and you can step into it in your own version and Holy Spirit will lead you, right? Follow the Lord's prompting. And of course, if you have questions, what do I always say? Go ask Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if you still have more questions, you know where to find me. I always leave all of the links in the description. You can find me on all the social media. You can contact me on my website. Yes, I love hearing from you. I love your questions and comments. And I am very much here to help and assist you for your best life, right? So 
Remember, this is a workshop-style podcast, and boy, howdy! <laughs> Do we work on some work or what? Some of you, it may be lis- easier to listen more than once. So first, you like, you soak it up, understand kind of where I'm going, and then you come back and you apply the principle in your own life as the Lord highlights it. And as always, my notes, which are powerful tools, are available to my patron subscribers. And I want to thank you again. It is so good. And I'm so happy that you are here. And I can just feel that there is a change and there's a shift and there's a tenderness that Holy Spirit is going to blanket us with today. I was looking for that word. First, I felt like it was going to be a, like a rain or a, a dew. And I went, no, it's a blanket, isn't it, God? It's very tender and touching. So ah, pour a fresh cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let me share with you a very intimate um, encounter in my life meaning that I was seeing what was going on in the spirit, but what happened first that prompted me to go and get the counsel of the Lord. And here we go, okay? David's crown. I'm on page 165. You know, I was thinking about it. As I have the book here, I'm talking to my uh, listeners that can see me right now. And... um. I could put it up on my Kindle on my screen, but you know, there's something about me holding this is my original copy. Let me show you. It's my original copy of my book, and it's very special to me. In the back, it says proof, (laughs) and this proof, this was the very first one that I got in print, and my husband and I celebrated it. So all my notes and all my scribbles are in this precious book to me. So listen, I'm going to read from the hard ink and paper because to me it feels personal and important. Okay, and let me get my thing back in there after I showed you. There we go. Hmm. There we are. I got it. <laughs> That's just the paper clip that I have on the papers that you're hearing. All right. David's crown. In my far from him years, looking for love and acceptance in all the wrong places, I traded myself both inside and outside the covenant of marriage. When walking in the flesh, or the flesh walking me, I never fathomed in my wildest dreams the journey of repentance I'd walked to forgive myself. Jesus and I walked back through every indiscretion to reclaim things that I'd given away. I found myself buried under a false identity that God never intended for me to wear. My thoughts wrestled with being free and forgiven. Illegal lies were whispers constantly repeating less 
than pure videos, challenging my heart. Those videos were in my mind, and I lay prostrate before him. The next testimony is the record of an encounter that set me free. Mm -hmm. It's a bit more spiritually graphic. My focus is always on him, but sometimes we must face our accuser. Amen. When all else fails, the enemy will attack your dream life. I suffered from dreams so tormenting that my husband, Don, had to shake me awake and comfort my tears from fear until I was conscious and aware of his safe arms and comfort around me. You know how real dreams can be. They play over and over and over in your mind all day, and your energy is spent casting them down, nailing them to the cross over and over again. I started to have victory over the same old repet I can say that word, the same repetitions when I stepped beyond the veil. And personally, I saw the Lord's mediation at work in the courts of heaven. I have mentioned this to you so many times. I found deliverance and freedom beyond the veil because I had a personal recollection inside myself of the freedom I was given. So powerful, so powerful. Another rough night occurred, threatening the peace of our marital chamber. Don shook me awake. I was agitated and I began to cry, not wanting to share with him the living color of disgust I'd gone through. Oh, I had been a faithful journaler for years. I laid my pen and pad next to my bed, anticipating the Lord's presence, that he would speak to me there in my dreams, in my night season. Even in dismay, I still journaled it faithfully, which supported learning to hear his voice in all seasons. The same morning, even though I was tired and filled with unholy pictures, through my mind and my heart was determined to find freedom. Dawn was off to work. My two youngest, now adults, had their own schedule. I found myself in a quiet home, initiating a court appointment with the king. That's what I do with dreams. I take them and have a court appointment with the king. My living witness. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Romans 12.1. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and he's righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9 Armed with his agreement. Those scriptures are his agreement. 
I stepped into heaven and I found myself waiting for my turn in the court of accusations. <laughs> well, that's odd. I don't ever remember having to wait. Then somebody came and took me into another room. I sat down in the back of the room where I knew I should be patient. So I began to look around waiting. And off to the side, you know, was this little black sign with white letters, similar to like, oh, a conference signs showing you which event is in which room and at what time. I have my journal notes entry. Ah, bad dream firmly held in my hand. Yep, I take my iPad into heaven all the time, right? So I inspect this different room this different heavenly perspective and realm, and I find I am not alone. It's laid out like a small wood-paneled courtroom, an auditorium having two sides of wooden chairs separated by an aisle in the middle. On the right side is box seat area, holding four seats with three maidens and a royal person sitting there. Hmm. I didn't recognize any of them, but it is evident that they have been asked to attend. I'm still mm, uninformed and waiting. Mysteriously, someone grabbed my hand, assisting me to the front of the room. They told me to sit at the table, which also has four chairs. Hmm. I'm beginning to get a clue here that a trial is about to start and I feel the apprehension of being the one on trial. <laughs> I'm seated in the second chair from the aisle. My counselor <laughs> is none other than the Apostle Paul and his place is in the first chair. Wonder and shock? I can now see the Apostle Peter taking the third seat, and the fourth is filled with the Apostle James. I don't have an extra moment to be amazed at this auspicious Bible entourage because the court is rising at the entry of Father God. Jesus is seated as the mediator towards the witness stand, and there's a host of elders that are on my left. Still, there's no adversary. So strange. Two policemen were standing in front of the doors, guarding them so that nobody could answer. Nobody could get in without permission. The public seats you expect in a courtroom to be filled were empty the balcony where the cloud of witnesses were gathered. That was also empty. So I take this moment, I shake Peter's hand and James' hand. Peter, oh, he's vigorous looking man, more the outdoorsy kind, sandy hair about shoulder length. It's a bit unkempt. He has tan skin, muscles from labor, and well-used working hands. Large, straight nose, blue eyes, light facial hair, light eyebrows, and eyelashes almost like a redhead. 
broad shoulders, sandal on his feet with mm, well-worn or well-traveled looking feet. <laughs> he wears a white linen tunic cut just above the knees. He is fearless. He's funny, bold, and even the thick hair on his arms is blonde. <laughs> James looks just like Jesus. <laughs> just like Jesus' brothers would look. When I shook his hand, I felt a warm and inviting. His hair is dark. It's a big past his shoulders. It's thick and slightly wavy. He has an intoxicating smile. Brown eyes framed by a full, serious, dark eyebrows. <laughs> I feel a sense of, hmm, security, as if we'd already been great friends. He is a full-statured man, about six foot. His hands are hmm, more delicate and less weathered than Peter's, with more refined features, cleaner and more manicured. He is also wearing white linen. I feel mm, just a little bit fearful to look at Paul. He's a dude, I tell you, <laughs> at least in this environment. But he puts his hand on my shoulder to let me know, yep, you're okay. He had other things on his mind, and I, he was not paying attention, so much attention to me, but to the proceedings that were ahead of us. <laughs> All right. Yay. Paul's hair is light, curly, short over his ears. He has a white linen tunic that hangs mm, about mid-calf. He has a red mantle like a sash scarf around his shoulders to his waist. In the spirit, I can see right into the mantle, and it looks like a medal of honor, rows after rows of medal honors. A decorated, and he is a very noble man. He hands me, his hands remind me of my dad's. They're long, square fingers. A collection of papers were sitting on the table in front of him. I can see that he is very aware of what is and will be going on today in this room. Feeling a bit more, hmm, I feel more supported in my new acquaintances at hand. I exhale deeply and take another moment to look around and wonder about this place. The maidens that were sitting with the king, they're beautifully dressed in white linen, a bit more hmm, flowy than what the men are wearing. They have laurel flower crowns on their heads. The king, you know, he's kind of over there and he wants to catch my eye. He keeps smiling at me, sending me all kinds of body language and winks and hey, and I went, oh, ha. Okay, I know who you are. Oh, it's David. I had not yet seen him in his kingly attire. It was He was just like out of place, you know, not where I usually met him before. So his red robe it was tied at the collarbone with gold gilded stitching into the fabric, white linen underneath. <laughs> 
How could anybody that smile not recognize it, right? How how is that possible? I remember the many times we sat together on that little rustic bench in the tabernacle of the woods. That was one of my first secret places, you know, in the time when I couldn't share with anybody. It was a secret place, and I knew that I was in heaven. It was this little tabernacle, and it had, oh, six or seven rows of just these little wood benches in the forest. It was an amazing place. When I discovered the men in white linen and clouds of witnesses, that's, they were there. So a hush covers the room as the heart said, shh, God is speaking. I've gathered you here today on behalf of Kristen. She needs your help and we need her help. I put the dream paper on the table. That was the reason why all this opened up anyway. Immediately, a scribe comes and retrieves my spiritual journal notes and he gives it to God who shares it with Jesus. The guards at the back of the room open the door and a huge snake slithers in. An ugly like boa constrictor or a python. He is so large that he takes up most of the front of the courtroom area. He crawls onto the chairs of the opposite bench and he sits down and he begins to shapeshift into an ugly, disgusting creature. I hear Satan saying that she, meaning Kristen, she has had sex with him. Well, Jesus stands up to shut his mouth. Past thoughts, they just whirled around in my head. And God pulls me aside and says, it's okay. You can do this. My thinking is just going wild. With past indiscretions on trial here, the enemy hissed that the blood cannot cover me because my family has traded their seed with him. The enemy is spewing and writhing and whipping his dragon-like tail with spurs up and down the courtroom aisle. I shift my eyes away from his repugnance and I looked at Jesus. I just kept looking at Jesus, sinking into his eyes of love, his eyes of compassion and passion. The room evaporates from my attention and I melt into him. King David stands up from his seat and he opens a secret access in front of his window box. He approaches the bench, smiling at me as he walks past. He lays down his robe over the empty chairs along the aisle. David takes off his crown, and he hands it to me as he approaches God, and I can hear him saying, Kristen has been meeting with me and my elders, in the tabernacle in the woods for some time. I gave her my heart because she sought to have a heart like mine to please you, God. I witness that she knows the Lord and has been known by him. This proceedings is unjustified and is a total lie. 
I bear witness to her profession, confession, and repentance. <laughs> if you could imagine a score of music compiled and played in the air, the witness words sang from the maidens, their voices lifted as instruments releasing a sound, their witnessing sings about Proverbs 31 woman. A Psalms according to God's heart, the story of an excellent wife, an excellent home, family, and husband. Both heaven and earth are filled with my tears. I can see people and the cloud of witnesses start to enter the courtroom balconies as I sit there. They have confetti in their hands and they look like strips of different colored paper, and they began to throw them down into the courtroom. Paul picks up my dream paper. He completes it, and he throws it on the floor and crumples it. And Jesus gets out of his seat, and he's now wearing David's robe. He's bending down on one knee, receiving the worship from the cloud of witnesses. In my head, an outpouring, a flash, a scenario like a video, thoughts, David's crown. It's still in my hands. What should I do with it? I was unsure, but I was sure. I run my thoughts over and over again as it calls for me, its rightful owner. I excuse myself from the bench and I step out into the front of the courtroom with the crown in my hand. I looked at David nervously. Could he sense the big question mark on my heart? He nods at me in unison as we set his crown on the head of our Lord. In my spirit, we've just exchanged our crowns to Jesus Jesus looks into my eyes further, deeper, deeper has called. He's thanking us and he's receiving our worship. He rises to his feet and returns to his place of intercession. I sense the Father God enjoys watching this display in front of the enemy. Unseen hands present me with a paper a certificate that says, Renewed Mind, with a gold seal. Paul finally sits down, looking at the document. He writes on it, and he passes it on. And he, ah, it makes its rounds to the witnesses, and each one writes one word on it. Paul writes, Intellect, and passes it. Peter writes, boldness, and passes it. James writes, overcomer. God says, mm, with some humor, I put my seal on it. Jesus writes, my wife went ahead of time and consummated the marriage. King David's handmaidens write, handmaiden home, beauty, handmaiden family, innumerable, handmaiden husband, city gates, King David, my heart. A scribe brings the document to Father God who declares, 
Now, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. And lightning bolts come out of his eyes, melting the enemy into oblivion through the floor. He's gone. Father then declares, Kristen, all these attributes we impart to you today. I give you a grace exchange. (laughs) Jesus is standing behind me and everyone is laying hands on me as Father speaks. Grace is tangible. From this day forward, I am personally placing my favor on you. You have fought a very good fight. My grace will prove itself sufficient. Today, we pour our blessing on you. And Jesus says, I bless you. With that, the cloud of witnesses also poured over us from above. I bless you. I bless you. And many will come near and far to hear what I've placed in your heart. Salal. (laughs) I have never encountered a traumatic dream since. I was totally delivered. Never again. (laughs) To this day, never again, not a nothing. Super powerful, super tender, super amazing. (laughs) And I share that with you. It's important So now we're just going to pause a little bit. My script is finished. (laughs) But we allow Holy Spirit to add more to the script, right? Add more to what we're talking about here today. If you have also suffered with trauma, and nightmares in your your dreams. Would you grab a piece of paper and you would you just write down the subject matter? So just grab a piece of paper and begin to write down the accusations that those dreams present. For me, just like the dream I shared with you, the accusations were my um, impurity from choices that I made earlier in my life, Um, choices of fornication and having sex outside of marriage. And those things, those soul tiles came back and they haunted me. And they turned my night season into a terror and constantly placed my husband in compromising situations and lies totally. And there's many different reasons that we can have traumatic dreams. But I just want you to write on that piece of paper the subject matters. Just write them before the Lord as... He has opened this powerful door for us, and he's poured his grace on us. And the cloud of witnesses that 
I have spoken of are present here today and they're looking at what we're doing here together today. And it's for your freedom. And so as you write them down, um, I'm going to say a prayer and I just want you invite you to agree with me in prayer. If you want to say it um, along with me, you are more than welcome. And um, we're just going to take those things that you wrote down on a piece of paper and we're going to allow them to be healed today and forever erased from your DMA. Amen. Hmm. Father God, I come before you as a delivered daughter from impurities, bad choices, wrong decisions, not thinking highly of myself, giving away myself to others outside of your plan and your purpose and your love for me. And so, Lord, I just include my listeners, those who choose to be included. I include them in because your eyes are there watching and I ask for your forgiveness. <laughs> And Lord, I ask for your forgiveness for everything that's written on that little piece of paper that your eyes are totally aware of and your heart totally sees. Father, we just ask for your forgiveness. And Father God, we just release forgiveness to anybody's name that would be attached to those accusations. I forgive them. We forgive them. And Father, we ask that you would do the same, that you'd forgive them. We release them from our punishments and our judgments. Mm -hmm. We nail every accusation to the cross of Christ. We break agreement with it and the power that is had over us, the power that is had over our night season and our dreams. And I declare us free in Jesus' name. I declare the same confetti that was thrown over me is now thrown over all of my listeners. The same words that were spoken to me so profoundly from the cloud of witnesses, they are now speaking profound words of encouragement over each listener. Unique and supportive of who they are. Father, I thank you for your angels that are present and ministering to each one of us right now. <sighs> ministering hope and love. Ah, that's right. 
We did start with a blank, didn't we? <laughs> and now, Holy Spirit, we just allow you just to put that blanket of purity and holiness and right standing. And we feel it. We feel it within our DNA. And it changes our mind. It changes the wiring and the 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 neurological pathways of our mind. It changes our thinking because we encounter your goodness. <laughs> and Jesus, we thank you that your sacrifice has provided this for us, your intercession. In Jesus' name. It's the best name. <laughs> Yahweh. Good stuff. <laughs> I was just looking at the time. It goes so quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> I encourage you just put some music on and stay in this place and make sure that you journal your notes and Journal all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd love to hear your reports and testimonies in the comments. You can send me an email via my website. Yep. <laughs> I feel very bold now. <laughs> what was transparent and vulnerable just... There's just this spirit of grace and boldness here, and I bless you. I bless you for walking this journey with me. Yeah. <laughs> God, you are good. Thank you for our freedom. I bless your dreams and your night season. Put a pen and a paper next to your bed. <laughs> I will talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Bye now. <laughs>